Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. written of course by Luke where we've reached chapter 20 and uh, it's a roller coaster of a story we're following really in the footsteps of Paul right now and you made the point uh, towards the end of last week Colin that he was always led by the Holy Spirit as to where to go and who to meet and they were constantly on the move and we pick up the story they've been through Macedonia and Greece where are they now? Well what we also saw yesterday was that they had so many conflicting things happening. At times, it seems they had tremendous success, and and other times there was opposition and persecution, floggings, imprisonment. Um, all kinds of, of things were happening to Paul and his companions, but they were relentless in the way that they pursued what they knew to be the commission of God to take his gospel to the Gentile nations. Still, Paul would go to the synagogue first and then out into the marketplace where he would address all the people. And what they were concerned was to establish the church, to establish the body of Christ in each of these places so that there would be a group of disciples that would very quickly grow in the knowledge of God and uh, be effective in evangelizing uh, that part of the world, the various cities or towns where they were established. And one of the exciting things, you know, about that time must have been the speed at which people would have to grow to a spiritual maturity that um, Paul was never very long. I mean, in one or two places he stayed a year or two, but I mean, that's not very long when you think you've got to establish a church and raise up leaders who can then become teachers and leaders of the people and be responsible for the church and to evangelize that particular city. So, uh, you know, there were very exciting times and that can only have been made possible by the tremendous anointing of the Holy Spirit that was upon them. And what you see in all these scriptures is the tremendous dependence that Paul and the others had upon the Holy Spirit. They really had to lean upon the Spirit and the leading of the Holy Spirit uh, in everything they did. And um, <clears throat> we're going to obviously be very selective, as I said we would be <clears throat> when we began this study of Acts, because we have just sort of four weeks a portion to do this. <clears throat> and, and we're just having to take out certain passages and incidents and uh, Paul is on the way up to Jerusalem. And uh, there have been all kinds of warnings not to go there, that it's going to be dangerous for him to go there. If he goes there, he's going to be arrested. Uh, remember that years before, Paul had been a rising star in uh, Jerusalem, that he was the one that had led the persecution of the church in the name of Judaism. And now, of course, he is the great uh, proponent of, of the Christian faith and, and of the gospel of the kingdom of God. So, you know, they were anticipating that in the climate of the time, um, Paul was playing a dangerous game and there were prophetic warnings of what was going to happen to him when he went to Jerusalem. But he knew that this was the leading of the Holy Spirit. No matter what happened to him, 
Now, um, Paul comes to uh, a place called Miletus, and he wants to speak to the elders of the church in Ephesus. He doesn't have time as he's on the way on his journey to Jerusalem. He doesn't have time to go to Ephesus himself. So he sends this uh, message for the elders to come to him. And we're going to spend a little time looking at what he says to them because this is a wonderful, wonderful passage where Paul reviews his ministry and therefore is speaking of key elements in his ministry. And over the years, I've used this passage a lot when speaking to pastors and leaders because I think it is so important, gives, gives us a real indication of what the church should be about. Uh, and uh, so let, let's read what the scripture says. Verse 17 of chapter 20, from Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, you know how I lived the whole time I was with you. Now, that's the first point we need to notice. Paul's life was an open book. He lived the message he preached. People would have learned as much from his example as they did from what he said. And that's true spiritual leadership, that people should be able to look at their leaders and see the way the gospel is outworked in their lives so that they can then learn, well, that's how you do it in practice. So I can learn to put the gospel, the word of God into practice like my leaders do. And then he says, I serve the Lord with great humility and tears, although I was severely tested by the plots of the Jews. He never got away from this antagonism of the Jews towards him because of his background. Remember, he had been a Pharisee himself. Uh, like Jesus, there was continual persecution throughout Paul's, Paul's ministry. But he's serving the Lord with great humility. He's, he's not the show-off on the platform. You know, the man of power for the hour. Uh, look at me and what I can do. There was none of that about Paul. He served with humility, with tears. He loved the people that he was ministering to. He sought God in prayer, cried out to them, even with tears, uh, as he makes clear in a moment. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. He didn't preach a popular message. Uh, you can hear lots of people today that do that. They only preach the aspects of the gospel of the word of God that they know will be received with acclaim by people. They don't necessarily make disciples. They don't challenge people about whether they're living a consecrated life, a holy life, a righteous life. They don't necessarily challenge people uh, to repent of the ungodly areas of their life. They don't necessarily talk about the cost of what it really means to be a disciple of Jesus. They don't necessarily challenge people to go and be fruitful because only by being fruitful can God be glorified in their lives. 
it's very easy just to talk about prosperity and to talk about, you know, God answering your prayer of faith and to end up with what is quite essentially a pretty selfish gospel. And of course, the gospel as Jesus preached it and as Paul and the other apostles preached it isn't a gospel of selfishness at all, totally the opposite. It's a gospel of laying down your life for other people. So uh, Paul never hesitated to preach what would be helpful, what the people needed in order to become disciples, in order to become the men and women of faith, in order to become the people that really manifested the life of Jesus Christ through the holiness, through that practical holiness and love that poured out of their lives. And he taught this when the church was together. He taught it from house to house when he visited the various individuals or the groups of people because, of course, the church often met just in homes in those days. Wherever he went, he was teaching what the people needed to hear, not what they wanted to hear. So I have declared, he says, to both Jews and Greeks, to both Jew and Gentile, that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. Um, you know, I, I, I heard the other day that a very well-known, big, popular uh, ministry that you see on television uh, around the world, that somebody was in this particular brother's church for a whole year and never once heard him mention sin. And you see, it's, it's possible, isn't it, to preach what is popular. And I heard that in that man's, and even in the leadership of that man's church, there is much sin. But it's all suppressed because, you know, the faith message and the prosperity and the blessing of God. Well, Paul wasn't like that. And um, it's very important to see that God doesn't actually want churches like that. What's the point of building a big church of many, many people if the lives of the people do not glorify the Lord? And Paul was not like that. He, he, he was interested in numbers because numbers are people. But what he was interested in was fulfilling the commission that Jesus had given, and that is to make disciples of all nations, not just to make converts who want God to prosper them and, and bless them, but to make those who would really lay down their lives for others, to see others delivered from bondage, to be brought out of darkness into the light of the kingdom of God. And then Paul says, and now compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. What a man to be warned constantly by the Holy Spirit that this was what was waiting for him, but still to go because he knows that this is the will of God. And we shall see later in the week why it was the will of God for him. And he says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. And you know, the only thing that matters for you and me is that we are where God wants us to be, doing what God has called us to, be, to do, no matter what cost to ourselves, so that others may be reached with the life, the love, and the power of Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 